BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey guys, welcome back to Simpin' After Dark. It's your girl, Ashley Mendoza. I am doing a solo episode today. If you are new here to Simpin', welcome. This podcast is basically me picking a song or today, sometimes I pick an album and I get into the lyrics, my favorite lyrics, whatever I've been listening to or whatever is new. I'm talking about SZA today. She dropped an album finally after five years. Highly fucking anticipated. It's amazing. I'm obsessed. So I'm going to be getting into a few songs. Um, I usually play some clips. So I pulled a few clips from the album. I think I have like five songs. I'm not going to be fully getting into every song because this shit would run like two hours and I don't want to do that to you guys. But yeah, and yeah, I generally have a theme. I will sometimes pull up some tweets, some TikToks. I am on TikTok and Twitter. Follow me, Simpin After Dark, and Instagram. And I talk about things. I also have a Pick Me Patrol segment where I call out Pick Me type shit. Very foul behavior to engage in, very embarrassing, very sad. And I have a lot to get off my chest today about Pick Me's. This SZA album has sparked a bunch of weird hoes all across the internet talking about how they can't relate because they're just so healed and so mature and so trauma-free and they are above this and they're so much better than everyone. Mm -hmm. It's really annoying. I've been really annoyed. So today will be very cathartic for me. I need to let this shit out and I'm sure a lot of you feel the same way. I've seen a lot of people kind of clapping back at that i did myself on twitter mind you i don't have many followers there but uh felt good to get that out but i have way too much to say than i could ever say on twitter um but yeah let's go ahead and get some stuff started 
What else am I going to be talking about? I watched a bunch of interviews of SZA doing, you know, her album promo. So I got some good info from that. And Genius, the lyric website, has some really good annotations already about the album that I'm really excited to get into just because it's really fun. Like this album, I'm so obsessed with the crazy amount of like genres. Like it's super genre bending. You really cannot put this shit in a box label it one single thing it has like alt r&b indie rock like avril lavigne vibes trap hip-hop like it's fucking everything it's beautiful she has phoebe bridgers on there like a freaking collab you would never expect and the song is literally amazing i can't stop playing it i've listened to this album probably like 50 times already and i still feel like it's not enough which is why I'm really annoyed at all the weird pickmies talking their weird shit. Cause bro, like you listened to this shit probably one time and turned it off because you're weird. And like, I've listened to this so many times and I still feel like I'm discovering something new every listen. Like it's only been five days and even like doing a whole episode about it right now feels very weird to me because I feel unprepared in a way, but I think it's okay because everybody else has also only listened to it as much as I have, maybe more, maybe less, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I only have a certain level of an understanding of it. Like, I don't fully have a grasp on it, but it feels good because it's like there's so much more left to digest and analyze, but I'm going to do my best today and just like talk about what I have come to understand about it so far but yeah that's pretty much the episode breakdown I have a very long outline it's mostly me blabbing usually my outlines are very organized but I literally have been just jotting in my notes app I had a lot of feelings and I feel I might kind of do this backwards today I think I'm gonna do a full rant just so you guys can understand where I'm coming from I feel like it's a lot. We'll see once it comes out how long or short it is. But like, um, I usually do the song part first and then the last half or however it works out is about tweets and TikTok or just me blabbing about the theme. But today I, I got to switch it up. It'll make sense once I do it. Before I even do that, like, let's talk about this album. Just like in general, like first listen. First of all, you know, shit drops at like midnight or like 9 p.m. or something like that because it's like 12 East Coast probably. I honestly, I don't think I listened to it to the next morning. Like I wasn't ready at night. I low-key had anxiety about listening to it. I don't know why. I almost felt nauseous. I'm not even going to lie. And I think it's mostly just because like everyone's been anticipating this album and that energy was just in the air. I don't know if that sounds crazy, but like I was super excited also. So I feel like if you're super excited and super anxious, it's kind of the same feeling or like the same physical things going on, biological things, whatever going on in your body. So I think maybe I was just confused. I'm like super excited, but it feels like anxiety to me. Is that weird? I don't know. Um, I mostly just kind of tried to digest the track list because I mean, first of all, this is 23 songs which is another reason why i'm so fucking confused at these weirdo hoes 
talking about like, oh, this album is trash. Yes, I've seen a thread today. This girl was talking about this is just not this is this is worst work. This is trash. And people were even like, girl, it's been five days. Like, what are you talking about? And it's like 23 songs. Like, how could you make a conclusion that fast? Somebody in the freaking thread was like, yeah, I literally was just bored. Like, I skipped so many songs because after three seconds, I was just bored. Excuse me? Like, your attention span is shit. And you really have the audacity to get on the internet and try to drag SZA down, our queen. Like, I will ride for her. I will die for her. So you better fucking bet that I'm about to talk so much fucking shit, but it's going to feel good. So if you were somebody that was making weird statements about, oh, I can't relate anymore. I'm sorry. I hope you don't feel attacked. But I feel like if you have made it this far and you've listened to every episode, you probably knew I was going to feel this way because this exact same thing happened when Summer Walker dropped still over it. And I also want to go back and say, because at first, my first listen to Still Over It, I wasn't super about it. I like love Over It is like one of my top albums. And yeah, Still Over It, I loved it. I loved a lot of songs. But it didn't really hit for me as much. But now I listen to it all the time. I absolutely love it. And that's the funny thing about albums and music in general is you really got to like let it sit and marinate with you you have to listen to it a few times and sometimes something might not hit for you right away but if you come back it will and you know I can understand like people saying maybe like they just can't relate as much as they could as when they listen to control because maybe back then they were going through some shit and now they're not but that's not like a valid reason to hate on an album or try to like act like you're better than everyone like oh this is like music for insecure loser girls like bitch please sit down that is not a reason and it's so funny because I feel like the girls that say shit like that like I can never relate to this are the same type of girls because this is this is pick me behavior like to the t and I just know they are the exact same type of girls that post shit like Oh, yeah, I stopped going to the nightclubs. I I don't club anymore. I go to museums, like blah, blah, blah. You know, those fucking annoying ass hoes. Like, girl, if you love the museums, you can go. And these are like daytime versus nighttime activities. Literally, bitch, you can do both. You're not better than anyone because you discovered museums. That's what you sound like when you say shit like that. Sorry, I'm trying to like change. Um, I don't want it to sound like I'm yelling at you, listener. But just like me and you right now, we're, we're talking, we're friends. And I'm telling you about something. I do this even when I talk to my friends in real life. I talk as if I were talking to a person that I'm venting about. So I hope this never comes off as like I'm trying to cuss you out because that is not the case. I figure everybody listening is on the same page as me. So hopefully you guys are vibing and understanding what I am on about. But yeah, that's what they sound like when they say shit like, oh, I go to museums now. It sounds like you are a grown woman who barely discovered museums and you're trying to like make it be known like hey everybody hey internet hey boys look at me I don't go to the club I'm a good girl I stay at home and I go to the museums like girl you're not better than anyone you're not better than anyone because you can't relate to SZA's music anymore do you know how to observe and analyze art or do you go to these museums and you just stare and have somebody take a picture of you 
kind of act like you know what you're doing. Because by saying, oh, SZA's album is trash, I can't relate, this is for losers and insecure bitches, you sound like an insecure bitch, and you sound like you don't fucking know shit about art or consuming art. You don't have to be able to relate to everything. Consuming and loving art is about just trying to dive in and like empathize and really break down what's going on. So like all those takes are so very unnecessary. Like I don't I don't believe that y'all are above shit because it's giving insecure. Because only insecure people hop on the internet to try to convince the internet about how they're not this or that. Same as people that are like, oh, I'm moving in silence. I'm moving in silence. Like, bitch, actually be silent then for us. Like, be silent because you're telling us about all your moves, yet you're claiming that you're silent and you don't care and you're living your life and making, like, shut the fuck up. Oh my God. I know you guys seen that shit too. And it's so bothersome, okay? It's irritating. Like, I can't stand, like, fake intellectual, like, pseudo-intellectuals. And that's what all these girls sound like. And it's so crazy because I've never seen men hop their ass on the internet and drag their favorite rapper or singer's new album because they cannot personally relate. And let's be real. I know a lot of guys cannot relate to their favorite rapper talking about having hoes and money in cars. I bet you broke boys be out here listening to that shit. And they love it just fine. So, and I know people will try to be like, oh, well, that's like inspiration for them. Okay, so inspiration for them is to have hoes and be a toxic man. But you can't just enjoy some music. Men are able to just enjoy music and use it as inspiration for themselves or whatever they use it for or listen for. But you as a woman can't just enjoy some toxic woman shit or insecure, quote unquote. Like SZA is on a journey. Women, all of us are on a journey. Everybody, humans are all on a journey. Healing is not linear. So why are you trying to drag someone down for being extremely fucking vulnerable, giving us this amazing body of art? People have been begging for music for five years. And then here you weird hoes come. This is why she doesn't want to make music anymore. So I actually have direct quotes here. This is from snobbet.com. It's from something from like May. I think it might have been during like the Met Gala or something. And this also, this has to do with um, the song Gone Girl, which I'm going to talk about. And I have a clip of, no, not Gone Girl. My bad. Nobody gets me beautiful sad fucking song but there's also another interview where she mentions it's about her ex-fiance i had no idea about this so that's crazy but yeah so people were dragging her online people always love to like call her out for like her lying or inconsistencies or whatever like people just love to talk shit but when people found out she had a fiance they were like oh she lying blah 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 and then she was annoyed and she's like now people want to pretend nobody used to ask is SZA engaged because I wore a ring, pre-control. Why would I lie about being with anyone for 11 years? Not a joke. The shit ruined my life and I worked hard to rebuild it. Fuck y'all. On everything, believe what you want. And even Punch from Top Dog backed her up and was like, she came to the studio the night that she got engaged. 
There's uh, more quotes here. I believe it's from the same rant she went on on Twitter. I didn't see all of it, but I did see this part where she said, I swear to God, if I didn't accidentally fall in love with music, I would never, ever come outside. Y'all suck the joy and life out of everything. Thank God for purpose, because outside of art, it's fuck y'all. Now run with it. When I say I'd be so sick of you, y'all contradicting from her song, I Hate You. I was talking to everyone, not men. For the record, I hate you as a universal emotion. Take care and please know when I drop anything, it's not for y'all. It's to free my motherfucking self. Wow, SZA, tell him. And yeah, I definitely understand that sentiment because people love to fucking drag celebrities for no reason. Just artists or people with platforms just get so just torn to shreds and just are misunderstood. And I can't believe, like, she's so vulnerable and open and just having people question you. Like, that's got to be so annoying. So I laugh every time I listen to I Hate You because she was pissed. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis. Go green with solar panels or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So I know I hate you is dedicated to all the weird hoes that had to make those weird ass comments about SOS. By the way, that's the name of the album, SOS. If I did not mention that already, although obviously you guys probably know that, but I never even knew what SOS stood for. It stands for save our ship or save our souls. That was actually, I was like looking it up. It wasn't initially, that wasn't what it stood for. It just kind of people added that on because of like the Morse code, the dots and the dashes and the whatever stood for SOS or something like that. I am not a Morse code expert. Okay. Yeah, so I think that's really beautiful. And the fact that she put out this really vulnerable work where, like, you could say that she's admitting that she's very insecure. She's admitting how unhappy she is in her love life and the bullshit that she has gone through and the way that men and relationships have left her feeling just dry and fucked up mentally. Yeah, like, it's like save our souls. And it's just, she knows that she's going through all this shit and she's just like begging God to save her. And forgive her for maybe whatever toxic shit she has put herself through. But to just 
help her like she's really just asking for help like i know she has a lot of mental health issues that she speaks openly about which is also why it just pisses me off that people try to drag her like y'all hoes are so fucking fake confident like you're not fucking confident because confident women don't hop on the internet to try to convince other people that they're confident like i was talking about earlier you don't have to convince anyone like when people are like i'm this i'm that like who are you trying to convince you're embarrassing um but yeah also like the first song sos it starts with like the morse code you could hear it and then she goes off she um in her interview with nessa on air she's like a radio show personality person Nessa said that she because she asked her like what do you want people to like take away from this and she said i want people to know i'm pissed <laughs> like she's pissed and she starts off the album that way it's definitely very just like hard hitting there's a couple songs or like two or three songs i would say where like she's like fucking going in um yeah so i definitely i still trust me i still got a lot more from my rant but i think it's time to get into this album a little bit just because i feel weird saving it to the end i'm not gonna lie i really tried to get to get through this rant but <laughs> no i don't like change all right so i have clips of kill bill which was like immediately a favorite. Everybody was talking about that song. It's the second song and it's a fire. And then um, Love Language, Gone Girl, and Ghost in the Machine featuring Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers. And Nobody Gets Me, five songs. But I'm going to try to get into some other songs. I'm not going to say them yet, just in case I don't get into them. But I did add the song Snooze to the Simpin' After Dark Spotify playlist so go check that out by ashley m91 with two y's in ashley yeah snooze was just like the most i feel like scissor e song on the album just production wise it's so like amazing it's so good like every song is a whole album is but snooze is so good it's so catchy and it's more like slow some might say it's a snoozer but i fucking love it i love a good slow song that's like cute i feel like that's the most like cute non-toxic song i guess because people are like where are the songs about just normal love like shut up bro like you can go listen to anything else why are you complaining we begged her for music and people are complaining it just blows my mind but yeah so i added that to there and um i also i would say blind is probably my favorite so are all these other ones i don't know 23 songs i feel like i need time to get into all of them for them all to super grow on me not that i don't already love them but you know like 23 is a fucking shit ton of songs so yeah and also like the song far like listen to that if you don't like understand where SZA is coming from this album is her character arc like that song really shows you that she understands like that what she's gone through is bullshit another thing is like people were like oh she's glamorizing this like bro somebody talking about their truth doesn't mean they're glamorizing it like people just learn words on the internet and overuse them without knowing what they mean and then they just end up looking so dumb and I hate when people are dumb because you could have just shut up. All right, so SOS first song, she confirms that the BBL rumors are true. 
Love that. And she looks the fuck good. Like, she looked good. Either way, like, pre and post surgery, whatever she has had done, she's just beautiful. And, um, yeah, that's enough on that. She looks good. Like, okay, I can't skip over SOS. Like, I was going to go straight into Kill Bill. But let me just give you the intro for the album. Okay. She says, there's like a sample or something where it's like, last night I cried. And then she says, verse one, it's pretty much just one verse. I would say it's just like a, maybe not freestyle, but just no like structure to it. It's just a verse, no chorus or nothing. She says, give me a second. Give me a minute. Nah, little bitch can't let you finish. Yeah, that's right. I need commissions on mine. All that sauce you got from me. All that shit I gave for free. I want it back. I want it back. This ain't no warning shot. In case all you hoes forgot. <gasps> no, you've been more than lost without me. Yeah. These hoes have been lost without you. Now you're back. And they're trying to drag you down. Says, uh, don't worry. I got you. And it goes on, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. Um, yeah. And then it goes into Kill Bill, which I was already excited by that when she dropped the track list. Like, all the names of the songs, you know, it just gets you excited. You start to imagine, like, what the fuck could this shit be about? And Kill Bill did not disappoint. If you have not watched it, like, what are you doing? You could definitely hear the song without having watched the movie and still enjoy it. But I think if you watch the movie, it, like, they complement each other really well and just gives you extra content for you to be able to enjoy it more as, like, a story rather than, like, being toxic or whatever you know because people were like oh my god there's like a line where she's like i'd rather be in jail than be alone or i'd rather be in hell than be alone and people were like oh i didn't sing that like oh i swear to god how do like these hoes get more irritating every day every day but yeah like if you realize oh it's kind of like jumping off kill bill it's about you know she's getting married at the beginning i think that's how it starts And then her ex comes in and kills her or kills her husband and like almost kills her. And that's when she like starts and goes on her whole journey to get revenge and all that shit. And uh, Genius actually has some really good annotations. Spill Retro was the contributor. And like this is really good. Like I love when Genius has good shit. So I'm going to read this to you guys. First one, she says, I'm still a fan, even though I was salty. Hate to see you with some other broad. Know you happy. Hate to see you happy if I'm not the one driving. So Spill Retro on Genius said, SZA likens herself to Bill from the 2003-2004 Kill Bill film duology. Bill crashes and massacres the wedding of his ex-lover Beatrix, Beatrix Kiddo, after finding out she faked her death to get away from him. At the end of Kill Bill Volume 2, Bill reveals that his motive was jealousy. Now there's a quote from a part where he admits his motive was jealousy. He says, not only are you not dead, you're getting married to some fucking jerk and you're pregnant. I overreacted, dot, dot, dot. There are consequences to breaking the heart of a murdering bastard. So I actually fucking love that. I love when artists use like, pop culture references like Kill Bill is fucking huge it's a cult classic and it's just forever gonna be part of just our culture like film culture and pop culture like there's so many fucking references and art that that movie inspired it's crazy 
And, like, it's so fucking dope to put it in a song kind of just, like, rolls flipped where Sizz is, like, I'm going to fucking kill my ex instead of it being the dude because, you know, that's kind of scary when it's the dude. But when it's, like, a girl, it's, like, you go, girl. I'm just kidding. But you know what I'm saying? It's fucking art. It's a hyperbole. It is a metaphor. It is just, like, not fucking real. It's art. It's an expression. Sometimes we exaggerate in the way we express ourselves on paper or in music or in movies. And then they also continue to say, um, I'm still a fan even though I was salty, encapsulates Bill's feelings about Kiddo. He praises her character often but still insists on having her dead if she's not with him. And then when she says, hate to see you happy if I'm not the one driving, it may also be a subtle reference to Elle Driver, the one-night antagonist from the film. So, you know, that's a beautiful thing about art is you can analyze it and make your own conclusions and kind of like project your own idea using your imagination based on what you know and like maybe what you've been through. Like sometimes we do project a little bit of what we've been through into art. And I think that's a beautiful thing that when it's also based on like another piece of art, like it's just like multiple. It's like a concoction now. Like how fucking dope is that? So then she says, pre-chorus, I'm so mature, I'm so mature, I'm so mature, I got me a therapist to tell me there's other men, I don't want none, I just want you, if I can't have you, no one should. And then um, that same guy that made the annotation uh, highlighted, I'm so mature, I'm so mature, and they said, in Kill Bill Volume 2, main character Beatrix Kiddo is praised by Bill for her maturity when telling her about the legend of Pei May." so sorry if i fucked that up i haven't watched this movie in a minute bill notably says one of the things i've always liked about you kiddo is you appear wise beyond your years it should be noted that this is a common grooming tactic that older men use on younger women side note yeah bill was way older than uma thurman's character um it's heavily implied that Bill is doing just that to Beatrix. He's old enough to masquerade as her father. And Beatrix's last name is literally Kiddo. Like, that's fucking wild. Literally, he calls her Kiddo. Like, that always rubs me, like, the wrong way. I feel so weird when, like, older men call their younger wives, like, Kiddo. Like, ew, what do you mean? Stop. And then he says, both SZA and Kiddo's homicidal need for revenge obviously displays a lack of emotional maturity. Alternatively, Sissa could also be likening herself to Bill. Despite how much older Bill is, his refusal to allow Beatrix to live a happy life without him also displays a lack of emotional maturity. Yeah, so I also just feel like people need to stop assuming that everything that an artist puts out is directly about them. Like sometimes they could be referring to a fucking movie or a play or a poem they read or a story they made up in their head. Or maybe a friend's experience. You like you just never know. And it's so weird to try to like belittle someone and drag them down because you feel triggered and insecure. Yeah, so the chorus, I might kill my ex, not the best idea. His new girlfriend's next. How'd I get here? I might kill my ex. I still love him though. Rather be in jail than alone. So that's when people were like tripping about that shit. I was like, relax. You know, because it does just kind of show if you take away the kill bill aspect of it or even if you leave it it's about like someone being very toxically obsessed with someone like it's not healthy to feel like you would want to kill somebody's that somebody that you were with new girlfriend or whatever but the thing is thing is hear me out 
I feel like we've all felt that way. Don't leave me hanging here like I'm crazy. Like I know I'm not the only one. But that's why I love art is because it lets you express these things. Like y'all would think I'm weird if you knew the type of photo shoots I wanted to plan when I was like deeply hurt by an ex. It's happened multiple times. But I just feel like art is the best way. It's cathartic and it's literally just alchemy. It's magic. You're turning your pain into something beautiful. And it's not there so that like little fucking bird brain ass bitches could try to tear it down because they want to take everything so literally because they don't know shit about art. (sighs) Sorry, guys, I'm mad. Can you tell? Like, obviously, you shouldn't be scared to be alone. But I think when it's freshly like the wound is fresh, it's okay to feel these things. Like literally how I talked about on the episode with Brandy, Almond Milk Honey. It's so toxic to push the negative feelings down in the name of seeming confident like you're past it. Like that shit stays stored in your body. Trauma stays in your body if you don't deal with it. So you may be acting like you're all good, but it's going to come back one day. You might snap or just like maybe you cry alone at night when nobody's looking like that's not healthy. Deal with that shit. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Because if you really sat on the internet talking about, I can't relate to Sisa, I'm so healthy and I'm not insecure, that's for loser girls, you sound like you are insecure. You sound like you haven't healed because if you're getting triggered over this shit, like feeling the need to hop on the internet, like, oh no, like I must let them all know I cannot relate. Oh no, bitch, you are not fucking healed and you can relate, you just don't like it. That's why you're rejecting this so fiercely. Because you can't relate and you fucking hate it because you've been there and you haven't dealt with it all the way. Be real with yourself. But to get on the internet and talk shit about our Queen SZA, weirdo energy. And then I actually love the bridge. I fucking love a good bridge. I know everybody talks about this, but like bridges need to come back. We used to have so many good bridges, I feel like, in like the 90s, early 2000s. And... People talk a lot about how low-key TikTok has made people stop doing bridges because they just kind of do their verse or the chorus that goes viral and then they whip up the rest of the song just to get it out like while it's viral and forget about a bridge or they just don't feel like it's necessary because the song's probably going to do numbers as long as it's still like on people's minds. And it's not every song at all, but... You can definitely tell when, like, something is lazy and a bridge is just, like, you fucking need it. It's, like, a fun little just, like, 
it breaks up the song so it's not just like verse chorus verse chorus chorus whatever like give us something new like sprinkle in a little like twist it up do something different it's kind of like your own little like varied production like oh how the song could have gone but it's like just a little taste of it like in like the middle or the end there you know so the bridge for this one she says i did it all for love i did it all no drugs i did all of this sober i did it all for us don't you know i did it all for us i'll kill your ex tonight yeah so sounding real crazy we fucking love it and it just really emphasizes like how psychotic she's feeling like i did it for us babe no drugs, all sober. I did all this crazy shit sober. Like, imagine you can't even say I was drunk as an excuse or I was cracked out. Like, I was fucking sober. That's wild, but beautiful. Um. Oh, let me play. Let me play a clip of that. I'm so mature. I'm so mature. I'm so mature. I got me a therapist to tell me there's other men I don't want. I just want you. If I can't have you, no one should. I literally want to stop recording right now and just go listen to it for like the 500th time. But don't leave me. Let's get through this. Like, got some good shit. All right. Next song that I'm going to talk about. Because after that is uh, Seek and Destroy, uh, Low. Those two are not my favorite. They're really good, but not my favorite. My next one where I was like, oh my God, was Love Language, which is track five. Well, she actually samples herself. She samples a little bit of Hit Different, which did not make the album. Sadly, I definitely thought it would. I feel like I remember when that song dropped, there was an interview or a tweet or something from her where like people were asking about the album. And she was like, yeah, they were like, what, what can people expect? And she even said there, she was like, people can expect like varied production, like no like one specific genre. It's going to be everything and i feel like she talked about how like hit different was just kind of her branching out and trying something different because usually people like when they think SZA, it's more of like dreamy type floaty songs i don't even know like you really cannot describe SZA, but it different was different <laughs> and she definitely delivered when she said it was going to be like multi-genre but at least she sampled Hit Different in Love Language, which was super exciting. And she also, first, it's a, it's like an Aaliyah sample or an interpolation. I'm not sure of Aaliyah's song, I Don't Wanna. And then it goes into the Hit Different sample. First one, she says, said, patience ain't no virtue with you. I done wasted plenty time pacing around. Hate this coop. You had bitches on the side. I let my mind wander too. You relentless. I don't need rent. Text me like I'm waiting for you to come lie to me. Ruin my day saying shit to hurt me. I can't compete. Still on the way. I lay awake if you're not around me. I'm so on to you. Still gone for you. Like, hmm. Yeah, so she loves this. Man, I don't know how many songs on here are about her ex-fiance, but I cannot imagine being with someone for 11 years, being engaged, and then not being with them anymore. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of these are when she's talking about an ex. 
Because other than that, I don't really know who else she's dated other than like Isaiah Rashad, I guess. But I don't really know. I'm, apparently, she dated Drake. Everybody was tripping. I was tripping. I didn't know that. I still have not listened to Drake and 21 Savage's album ever since that weird line, you know, about Megan. I was like, ew, dude, like, hmm. you know, and then like, whatever, like, I'll listen to it eventually, which sidebar, Megan's trial. Well, okay. It's not her trial. It's the state of California against Tory Dusty Ass Lanes. Um, it's like day two or three or something. And uh, yeah, rang for her. Love her. Another one of my queens, which is like why I was so bothered by that Drake line. But um, yeah, so it's a day to Drake, apparently. But I just, the way she sounds so like hurt and just emotional about a lot of this shit, it, I feel like it's about that guy that she was engaged to. But it's like so sad. She seems like she really loves someone and she knows that they're playing with her. And like, I feel like a big theme that goes along in all the songs is just like, kind of giving up on trying to have something real and something healthy with someone that you really fucking love in the name of just having them around there's definitely a line i don't remember what song where she's just talking about she says i don't want to be your girlfriend just want to be your person i forgot what song but you know like i definitely cannot relate with that i know a lot of people were like what do you mean but a lot of people can and it's like a really sad feeling i feel like you have to be really broken down by someone to finally give up and that's different from going into something from jump and being like i want something casual like no strings attached like blah 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 like if that's what you want to do that's cool but when you take into account the whole album for SZA, i feel like she definitely wanted something serious she definitely um she definitely says that i forget what song like i said it's 23 freaking songs so my thoughts are still scattered. I'm still trying to like cohesively learn every song together, if you know what I mean. But yeah, she definitely seems like she wanted something real and then gave up just so she could still have this dude around, even though she knows like he's dogging her out and she even admits like her mind wandered too. So it's definitely not the most ideal situation, but it's still like listening to, I listened to this on the way to LA here to record the whole album and I think it was like my favorite time listening to it like I obviously loved it every other time but today like it was really hitting like I was getting really emotional and I literally cannot relate to a lot of this haven't been to a lot of this I've never dealt with the guy having side bitches like as an adult um you know in high school you deal with guys and you're like oh no he's hanging out with whatever girl I don't fucking know but as an adult no I haven't and, but like that's what I'm saying like how do you not have empathy as a listener as a woman especially when you listen like you can't just understand like I was on the verge of tears and I ain't been through this shit I don't know who she's talking about but it's just like beautiful like she is just a freaking genius with her words like she is a fucking poet her pen is everything and it's like even if you can't relate to like a whole entire song like there's bars in there that I feel like everyone can relate to. Like, there's no way, as a woman, you have never been hurt by a dude in your life. And if you have, congratulations at winning at life. But at the same time, did you really win? Have you really learned? I don't feel like you really can learn until you go through shit. And it's not to, like, normalize going through shit at all. That's the last thing I want to do. But how do you, like, learn and get good at being in a relationship? 
if you don't know what you like. The only way to know what you like and what you don't like is by going fucking through it, obviously. It doesn't even have to be like a huge, like painful, traumatic event. But just like, you know, like when she says, ruin my day saying shit to hurt me, I can't compete. Like there are so many subtle ways that guys do that where they make you feel like you're competing even by liking pictures online of half naked girls like it happens to everyone there are so many ways like use your imagination when you're listening to music like that quote when she was on twitter saying like that shit ruined her life that breakup knowing that and then hearing this it makes it so much more relatable even if you haven't been through none of this shit not that i've ever been engaged at fucking all or been with anyone for 11 years that's insane but like it makes it more like oh my god that's crazy when you hear her talk about her pain and it's like we've all been through breakups so how can you just not relate at all it's like you're not even trying like you just woke up and wanted to be a picky <laughs> but yeah like I've definitely been there like I had some breakups that traumatized me and I feel like they changed like who I was as a person completely like literally altered my DNA, changed the way I saw the world forever. Like I wouldn't say ruined my life, but I'm sure there's a will like come to a point where she realizes something didn't ruin her life. It just got her to where she is. And eventually I hope she is happy because seeing all the interviews of her promoting this album, you could tell she's just under a lot of pressure and like getting this album out was a lot. And she deals with anxiety. She lost her grandma and she doesn't seem like she has a healthy, stable relationship, like a romantic relationship in her life. But um, yeah, I think she'll come around one day and see that she's happy. And that's the thing about like journeys we go on. They're not linear. And sometimes you regress and sometimes you like take 10 steps forward, 20 steps back, whatever the fuck it is. But eventually you do get to a point where you can look back and it was all worth it in a way, you know, like it might have been fucked up and shitty, but you're a better person now for it. And you have a deeper understanding for life. So that's what I'm saying. I don't believe people that are like, I've never like gone through a heartbreak. OK, I guess maybe you haven't. But like, how could you really understand love? Not, you know, and like not to make it like weird and like. Because I feel like people will reach and think I'm like glamorizing abuse because like i feel like abusers are like oh i hurt you because i love you that's different don't don't do that to me sorry this is my virgo brain whenever i'm like saying anything i'm immediately like already picturing what somebody might say against what i'm saying like i'm just like covering all my tracks like this is why my mom said i should be a lawyer but anyway the chorus, she says, needing you to talk to me in your love language, show me how to connect to you, help me understand how you speak your love language. Okay, verse two here, when she says, bad as I want to be yours, I can't get with your program. Sex hitting like a slow jam, stick around because I want to. Bad as I want to keep focus, you remind me I'm imperfect and it sucks to admit, nobody put that purpose in me like you do. Verse two fucking hits. It's so beautiful. And sad, but it just really emphasizes how she really fucking loves someone, but like they don't want to settle down. And she's just like begging, like, please teach me how to love you. Like, teach me how do we connect? How do we make this work? 
Like, she's willing to do whatever. But let me play a clip of that. Nobody put that purpose in me like you do. Still, nobody get that work up on me like you do. Nobody get the truth about me quite like you. You're the definition of my fine hand. Never mind riding back seat when you leave me. Talk to me in your love language. Show me, yeah. I wanna connect to you. Help me understand how you speak your love language. All right, so the next song is Gone Girl, which is also about a movie. If you haven't watched it, it's on HBO Max now. I don't even know when it came out, probably like 10 years ago or something, but shit is iconic. It's one of those like good for her movies, and I'm so tired. People trying to lecture people like, oh my God, did you know it's not actually good for her? Like you guys are toxic. Like, bitch, it's a fucking movie. No, it's not actually good for her. Like that movie is dark and twisted and psychotic. That bitch is crazy. We fucking know. Jesus. Like they do this every time for like a good for her movie, like Pearl and Midsummer. We know they're crazy. It's so like they think that we're dumb. That I think that's what pisses me off the most about those takes. Like, y'all really think that we are dumb when we say good for her. It's a joke. It's just the name of the genre. Jesus. But yeah, anyway, so it's called Gone Girl. And um, yeah, so like thematically, it's not super like Gone Girly to me, like in reference to the movie. But the chorus is like a spinoff of the band Fallen Oats. They have a song called She's Gone. It's a beautiful fucking song. It's sad. It's about a guy like being sad that his girl left and he's like, she's gone. Like, damn it's so fucking sad it's really good but the chorus is definitely a spinoff of that kind of as if she were talking back to their chorus it's really good but anyway so the chorus here is uh gone gone girl you better learn how to face it she's gone gone girl never replaces she's gone gone girl you better learn how to face it so kind of same thing she's just like you know this girl is gone. And I guess like the way it is more like the movie Gone Girl is kind of saying like this bitch is gone like in her head. She's gone. She has lost it. She is no longer here. Like this bitch is lost. This bitch is sad and insecure. Like you have fucked up so bad and pushed me to my edge so bad that I'm gone. You lost me. So it's definitely like a spin on like the Hall Note song and the Gone Girl movie. So fucking genius i'm telling you let me play a clip so you can hear this is one of my favorite fucking songs like production wise it sounds so jazzy and even a little bit gospely tour tickets go on sale this friday i just seen omar polo say that he's going on tour with her i kind of need to go i don't know if i could forgive myself if i didn't get tickets but we'll see how much they are but I cannot wait to hear this song live. And I feel like I need to catch her because she said this is going to be her last album, supposedly. Somebody said that. I haven't found the interview where she said that from yet. But I definitely did see her say that she just wants to, like, get far away and be a farmer and just do different things. Like, basically, mini Rihanna, like, do her entrepreneurship, which good for her. I think she needs a break. But at the same time, like, since we need you. 
but anyway so yes gone girl would sound amazing live like live band just like listen listen to this just imagine it that shit is gonna sound huge and magical live i can already just like <sighs> chills but yeah the bridge i also really fucking love this bridge like sizza is the queen of bridges she says inward i go when there's no one around and memories drown me the further i go and ain't nobody talking about the damage pretending like it's all okay i tried to erase i live to escape <laughs> That's where the beginning of that clip started and then it just like builds and it's like, oh, but anyway, like that's fucking beautiful. Inward I go when there's no one around me, like she's losing it. She's spiraling down a dark fucking path because this relationship is bad. The pre-chorus also is really good. She says, I need more space and security. I need less voices, just you and me. I need your touch, not your scrutiny. Squeezing too tight. Boy, you're losing me. Boy, you're losing. So it's such like a freaking smart dope ass way to say like i'm going crazy and i'm about to fucking ruin your life it's definitely like a play on words like double meaning it's like you're losing me like i'm gonna leave like the hall and oat song versus gone girl like you're losing me and crazy psychotic me is about to step in and fuck this shit up it's so like oh this is a your mind can't all right but let's get into the next song I want to talk about because this shit's getting long already and I don't want to, you know, make it too fucking long. By the way, this is going to be the mid-season finale. So, yeah, this is episode eight. I usually do 15 episodes the last couple seasons, I think, have done that. So, and it's like almost the end of the year. So, you know, Christmas, New Year's, the holidays, whatever you celebrate. Um, no episodes for the next two weeks. I'm going to just gather my thoughts get through the holidays the end of the year try to like plan on some guests and plan the rest of the episode and all that but yeah the next song i want to talk about is ghost in the machine this is the one featuring phoebe bridgers which is like iconic indie ultimate sad girl she's amazing also her lyrics she's a fucking poet too so this collab was like crazy seeing it on the track list but it just makes so much sense. And the song is like so beautiful, like more amazing than I could have hoped for. It's so just like, what is this? I don't know, but it's beautiful. Let me actually just play a clip of that before we get into it. It starts with Phoebe Bridger's part, started somewhere in the middle. And then I tried to get some of SZA singing the chorus in it. I don't get existential. I just think about myself and look where that got me Standing on my own in an airport bar or hotel
about to cry. Like that song is beautiful, but like <laughs> I'm like legit. My eyes are a little bit watery, and I literally checked my period tracker app to see if I'm like ovulating or doing something that makes your emotions crazy. But this is like my one week where <laughs> everything's normal. But I'm telling you, like I don't know, like this shit is just like really hitting today. It's the song is just like there's so many fucking levels to it. It's beautiful. I was just reading like the about on the genius annotation and I'll just read it to you guys because it literally just almost made me cry. The song explores SZA's growing contempt of the music industry, the machine she finds herself in. Frustrated, she is looking for her partner to offer her an escape from her situation, even if temporary. And then just like watching all her interviews of her, just you could tell she's so fucking tired of this. And like if you follow her on Twitter or whatever socials, you know, she speaks about, like, how frustrating this process has been when she was on Nessa on air. She literally talked about, she asked her, like, how it all, like, went, like, the whole process. She was, like, there was a lot of bickering back and forth, blah, blah, blah. And even on Twitter, there was a lot of shit going down with, like, her and Omen were, like, were, like, where the fuck is the album, you know? And she would get frustrated, like, it's out of my hand, like, shit is pretty much done. But, like, she was saying, I think Omen didn't want to drop it yet or something. You could tell, like, there's a lot of pressure behind this album. I can't imagine having to drop something after Control, even five years later. Like, she made a classic with Control, but, like, really the shit is, like, so amazing. Like, she really, I don't want to say top Control or nothing. Like, you can't even compare. It's just, like, its own separate fucking beautiful masterpiece. Like, it is so good to me. But, yeah, so, like, this song really encapsulates all of that she's tired of the industry she doesn't want to do music for a while like she just wants to get a flip phone and get the fuck out of here she actually said you know leading up to the album because nessa was asking her like how do you feel like what blah and she was like i literally just want to get it over with i felt so bad because like dropping an album should be something that's so exciting and like a beautiful thing and she should feel proud of herself but like you could tell she's very insecure still and in her head and just I can't imagine dealing with the music industry. There's so many stories and it just sounds fucked up. So like this song really just encapsulates that very fucking well. And it's so sad. And even like Phoebe Bridger's part, I didn't get the beginning in the clip, but she says she's talking about her, how her partner is telling her, you said all of my friends are on my payroll. You're not wrong. You're an asshole screaming at you in the Ludlow I was yours for free. I don't get existential. I just think about myself and look where that got me, standing on my own in an airport bar or hotel lobby, waiting to feel clean. That's so fucking boring. Like, these two sad-ass women, I love them. Like, they're just so amazing at portraying that, like, deep sadness and just, like, helplessness and hopelessness. Like, they're stuck in this music industry, this machine, where, like, they have to focus on themselves and, like, they neglect people around them and it almost maybe makes them feel narcissistic and disconnected and, like, they're not nurturing their own relationships, whether it's friendship or romantic, whatever it may be. And just, like, that part about having all her friends on payroll, like, that's got to be so sad, like, just having people around you that you don't know if they actually love you for you or if they're just like trying to keep you happy and be yes men to keep their job like I might lose my mind if I had that around me like not knowing if what you're doing is actually right or good 
has got to like make you really go crazy. Like standing on my own in an airport bar or hotel lobby waiting to feel clean. That's so fucking boring. I feel like there might be like a double meaning in there with the waiting to feel clean, maybe. But just like straight away, it's just like, you know, when you're at the hotel or the airport and you just want to take a fucking shower. And that's her life. Like how fucking boring and just like stripped of humanity it is. And that's what the chorus is. Sisa says, I need humanity. Y'all lack humanity, drowning in vanity, craving humanity. And the pre-chorus is actually really good. So this is when she's talking to her partner, like asking them to help her, like distract her from all this bullshit. She says, can you distract me from all the disaster? Can you touch on me and not call me after? Can you hate on me and mask it with laughter? Can you lead me to the ark? What's the password? Can you hate on me and mask it with laughter? I feel like it's also kind of double-sided because I feel like it's kind of like, you know, when you like talk shit with your boyfriend or whoever and just like clown on each other, but it's like cute and funny. But at the same time, it's like wondering if someone is just hating on you and you know there's that little bit of truth to the joke and they just like throw a little haha in there to soften the blow but deep down you know they meant it and you don't know if they even really fuck with you like that or if they were trying to do a little jab at you but it was so subtle that you can't even call it out mm-hmm. this is a yeah so this is also one of my favorite songs and then i have one more that i want to talk about it's called nobody gets me let me play a clip before i get into it a little bit me out to the ballet propose I went on the road you was feeling empty so you left me now I'm stuck dealing with a deadbeat if I'm real I deserve less if I was you I wouldn't take me back I pretend when I'm when a man is you when I know that it's too late I don't want that song is like so beautiful and sad it's so sad you guys so this is when she talked about this on haunt 97 with ness on the air or whatever it's called that's when she said like this song is about like her breakup with her ex-fiance basically like all these huge fights that they were getting in and how she just fell after that like he was her rock and after that she didn't have that and she had nobody that really understood her and she just felt so like alone like guys i'm so sad i'm gonna cry First one, she says, took a long vacation, no makeup, just Jay-Z. You were balls deep, now we beefing. Had me butt naked at the MGM. So wasted, screaming, fuck that. Blurry now, but I mean it then. Hurry now, baby, stick it in. For the memories get to, for the memories get to kicking in. Oh my God, like that shit is too raw and real and vulnerable. This is, I can't stand that people were like dragging her for this shit. Like this album is so fucking deep. Like her lyrics are so real and vulnerable like it's such like a slap in the face that people really got on the internet trying to be like holier than thou like that last line of that like before the memories get to kicking in hurry now baby sticking it like wow if you've been in a freaking relationship like that where like you know it's about to end but you're just like still fucking just to kind of push that shit to the side and like maybe you just got over a fight and then you're having like makeup sex or something that you're still hurt over what they did maybe if they did you dirty like that shit is too fucking real because once those memories kick in i know a lot of girls have had that where you start crying during sex (laughs) 
Lord, this is getting too real. Um, yeah, like it's like you can't fucking hate on an artist for putting that shit out there. Like this shit has got to be healing, especially if you've gone through it and you've been past it. It's like hearing this just reminds you like, damn, like I went through that shit and I made it out and I'm a different person now and I'm stronger now than ever. And I like know what I want now in love because that shit's sad, but you do learn from it. First two, this part, she says, took me out to the ballet. You proposed. I went on the road. You was feeling empty, so you left me. That is so sad. So it seems like the music industry has just completely fucking fucked her, fucked her shit. And I get when she says, like, that shit ruined her life, that breakup, and just being able, like, it's all enmeshed. Like, the breakup, that relationship, the start of her career, and I feel she feels guilty about a lot of it and just like maybe regretful and then she even says now I'm stuck dealing with a deadbeat if I'm real I deserve less if I was you I wouldn't take me back I pretend when I'm with the man it's you so it seems like maybe she did something either she's like regretful of like neglecting her relationship or maybe maybe she cheated I don't fucking know but it's still sad like losing someone over a mistake like that's sad like as much as it is fucked up don't go to the feelings of losing someone. And then I pretend when I'm with a man, it's you is kind of also the same sentiment as the song F to F, Fuck to Forget, where she's talking about I fuck him to forget you, uh, <laughs> which is another really good song on her Avril Lavigne vibes. She even says, I hate me enough for the, for the two of us, I think, in that song. And that sentiment seems kind of echoed throughout the album she's just not happy with herself and i feel like she regrets maybe doing something who knows who knows if we'll ever know but this whole body of work is just like everything we could have asked for and i know real SZA fans are happy in the chorus she says what's left of you how am i supposed to tell you i don't want to see you with anyone but me nobody gets me like you how am i supposed to let you go only like myself when i'm with you nobody gets me you do So, yeah, it's just really fucking sad. Like, she's so deeply insecure. feels like anxious attachment or something, which is relatable. Like, 50% of the population have some kind of disordered attachment style, whether it's anxious or avoidant or disorganized or whatever it may be. Yeah, so, like, I'm sad that she's not going to be making music for a while again, but she literally gave us 23 songs. Like, we have enough to get into for a minute. And I am happy for her that she gets to, like, get this huge weight off her chest, like, that pressure of putting out another amazing album. So hopefully she can feel better and find a healthy relationship. So one last thing before I get out of here, I wanted to talk about the freaking divine feminine girlies, femininity, hyper-feminine as bitches. Not all of you, um, not all of you. There's just one specifically that's been getting under my skin. I'm not going to say who it is, but um, yeah, use your imagination. She was, I saw her talking shit on Twitter. She deleted her tweet. It was very fucking ugly. And I seen her like some very fucking pick me ass tweet. It, she replied to this girl that was like, she's so misogynistic, this lady. And she posted a picture, and this was, like, the really weird part to me. Yeah, so it's a picture of 
a girl on her knees with the weed tattooed on her ass, like a weed leaf. And she's like begging like a dog for likes. Like it's such a boomer ass fucking meme, first of all. Definitely made by a misogynist. And then on her wall, she has literally a picture. It says morals with like an X over it. And like, what else? Like, there's so much weird shit going on. I can't even see like all of it. Oh my God, it's a picture frame of her boyfriend in jail. And then a girl with her ass out taking a picture. And then a picture of like a little human throwing their goals in the trash. And then KFC chicken on the floor. Like, this all seems kind of weirdly racist to me. Whoever made this, hopefully they were not white. And then a shirt that says vegan, like, doesn't make sense. Like, what is going on here? A fucking needle. What? Like, for heroin or something? Um, a YSL purse. Okay. The Fit tea. A Kylie eyeshadow palette. Some wine, some weed burning, and, like, a crack pipe, I think. This is, and then a picture of her with her friends <laughs> on vacation. This is the most fucking weird pick me hater shit. And get this. This is the caption that that lady posted. She's like, this sad but true. These are the women that call other women pick me's. <laughs> Bitch, are you serious right now? And then that one girl that's like a divine femininity coach girl replied and said, yup, with a laughing face. I saw that and I was like, <laughs> Oh my God, bitch. You're a pick me. It makes sense. Cause I've seen her saying like, oh, like I don't like batty aesthetic. I can never go back. Like I'm hyper feminine and I only do my nails now short and like neutral colors. Cause all that other shit is like not feminine. Like that shit is like pick me shit dressing like a baddie. Like she sounds so fucking insecure and it's crazy. Cause she like plays like she's in the best relationship and like she's very confident but i don't think confident women put other women down for no reason because if you got yourself a man and you're so fucking happy and he's taking care of you and your life is perfect why are you worried about what other girls are doing like this picture is so weird it's such a fucking reach it's projecting it's giving like old married lady old bitter conservative married lady that's mad that her ancient husband is looking at younger girls or something. It's not those girls' faults that their ass is out, like they're living their life, doing their thing. That's not their fault that your husband is looking at them. And that's what this whole energy is giving. It's very fucking weird to me. It's been bothering me. Yeah, but she was also talking shit about SZA. She deleted the tweet because people were calling her out saying that it was coming off racist. Um, yeah, it's very weird. And that's what I'm saying. Like, how are you going to claim to be feminine, hyper feminine at that and divine femininity and a femininity coach? But that's how you act. You act ugly. You act insecure. Like you're giving, I'm scared that a baddie is going to take my man. Or you know what? It's giving a baddie did take my man in the past and now I have it out for them. Very weird. Here I am on womensrecoverywebsite.com. I'm not really sure what it's for. It's like for, I think, like abuse and stuff like that. I'm getting, I'm guessing, I'm really not sure. I literally just looked up like divine femininity traits or feminine traits. Just to, just to go over, let's see. Emotional, right-brained, which I think is associated with like, you know, emotional versus logical. Emotional strength, vulnerable and nurturing, cooperative, 
gentleness, sensitivity, concerned with creativity, makes decisions based on intuition, focused on the emotional world and the inner being. This sounds to me a lot like SZA's fucking music and lyrics. And this sounds like the opposite of a hating ass weirdo that claims that other girls living their lives are pick me when they're the pick me. Yeah, that picture is insane. Like that crack pipe and shit. Like it's literally just a girl living her life. Like it's so just like that shit is not real. Like somebody was so mad and hating when they made that. You know they're ugly and insecure and they wish that they could be a baddie. That's the only reason you would like sit on your fucking computer and make that. Like get on Photoshop and do all that. That is embarrassing. And this website also says stop buying into society's definition of what it means to be a woman. Don't compare yourself to other women. Okay, that's exactly what that girl's doing. So you don't really sound secure in your femininity if you're comparing yourself to other women that have nothing to do with you. It's fine to be like, oh, this is my aesthetic, blah, blah, blah. But to be like, I'll never be a bad A. Like, oh, those nails are ugly and too long, blah, blah, blah. Bitch, you're comparing yourself. You think you're better. And that's why you're trying to put this down over here. I think you're threatened. That's what it's coming off as. And it's so obvious. Like, now that I see it, I can't unsee it. And it's, like, sad for you. Like, it's sad for that girl because, like, she tries so hard to make it seem like her life is perfect. But it makes so much sense that she has to be deeply insecure and cries at night by herself. Because if you were really happy, you wouldn't be worried about other girls doing what the fuck they want to do with their life. And it's sad because I thought she was, like, very pro-woman, all that shit. And wanted the best for women. But now I see that, like, she's a little lost. So hopefully she comes to terms with how she's feeling and grows. She's probably young, I'm guessing. So her brain might need some developing to do. I don't know. All right, guys. I feel so much fucking better now that I got that off my chest. Holy shit. I feel like I definitely just talked shit and was gossiping. She's meando with my girls. That was fun. I hope that you guys had fun too and it wasn't too like hateful, but it was mad. And you know what? It's right on brand for like this album. SZA said, I want people to know I'm pissed. Guess what? I'm pissed too. So I'm standing in solidarity with SZA. That was fun. That literally was five songs out of 23. The last one I covered was only track 14. So there's still like a bunch of other songs to go. And I love them all truly. There's so many like, I know y'all have been listening to like, I know we're all SZA fans over here. Um, Yeah, so like I mentioned earlier, if you missed it, I'm taking a two week break for the rest of the year. It's just like a little mid season finale. I'll be back in January, the beginning. Um, I hope you guys have beautiful holidays and get all the presents you want or if you don't celebrate that's cool too i really think we need to cancel the whole presents gift giving thing it's like low-key stressful i haven't done no christmas shopping i'm stressed so that's another reason why i need to take these two weeks i need to gather my thoughts gather myself i've been stressed so i hope we all use the end of the year to just do that gather our thoughts and feel better and work on our mental health and self-care like go get your nails done your hair did like whatever it is you need to do like this is the time we're going into the new year as i don't want to say new woman whatever 
but you know always trying to be better i don't think we need to wait till the new year to set resolutions like we should we should be doing that shit always trying to be better but like there's this is a good time like if you haven't this is a perfect time to get started i personally need to start fucking working out so yeah let's set some resolutions become more healthy let's learn to analyze art better um i know you guys aren't the ones talking shit out there because my listeners would never but um yeah you know call shit out when you see it speak your mind i'll always think that women need to speak their mind about shit because we're smart and we're emotional and we're intuitive um and also shout out to all the men that listen and all the they thems i love you all happy holidays go listen to fucking sos and whatever and i'll see you next time bye